0: Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason, Joined me this week is Nick Bassett. G'day my friend.
1: Good evening, welcome back.
0: After another two, three week break, we're here again.
1: Uh, something like that. I've been away shooting people. How'd you go? Uh, third this year, which is about what everyone expected at earlier in the week we were like oh yeah eighth is good so (laughs) we started shit and uh improved throughout the competition so third as a team this year pretty pretty good to make grand final
0: and weren't you a grand finalist in individuals last year as well did you do indies this year
1: uh my solos championship defense was not up to standard. I think okay. I finished like 30th. I didn't make oh. the grand final. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, we were sixth in doubles, me and my team's captain. So that's the best we've ever done together. Yeah, neat. Which is pretty good. Nice I mean, one. Our, a pair from our team got second, so we were happy for
0: them. So you go away in a team of six, is it? Six,
1: yeah, six team, of us.
0: Team of six. Um, and then, so that team competes as a team in the teams category, but then you also have the option of competing individually and in pairs and triples.
1: Yeah. Triples, solos, doubles. There's other events as well. Um, some like masters, juniors, women's stuff. Oh, okay. Wow. It's I big. don't qualify for yet or now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, Yeah, two weeks away, which is fun. I saw some snow on the top of Mount Wellington in Hobart. So that gives you an idea of the temperature.
0: Slightly cold. It was nippy. Put a loose jacket on.
1: There was a hoodie and a jacket on, even for the Kiwi.
0: Was there a puffer? Uh,
1: More like a winter jacket. It was nice. Okay. My winter jacket. I'm liking that. LSKD. Shout out to oh, you. Oh, Liskida. Okay. Not as good as etched, but. <laughs>
0: Any other
1: brands you want to drop away here? Adidas. Uh, KSCY. I'm liking them at the moment. Dynasty. Oh, good. okay. <laughs> 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 I
0: haven't seen much of their streetwear. I must admit.
1: Slowly awaiting a uh, winter jacket from them, apparently. So. Okay uh looking forward to uh testing that on up
0: very nice you want me to send you over some bala gear too (laughs) i could try some never never worn
1: so i'm sure Mm. it'll be better than the harlequin's castor gear that i got a few weeks ago
0: oh not good hey
1: not what you would expect from
0: from cast from castor
1: what you would expect from castor not what you would expect from a professional
0: brand okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're they're working their way up give them time they're only what six years into their existence. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they're deep pockets. They've still got plenty to go.
1: I've had some issues with jerseys ripping these last couple of weeks. Newcastle Ooh. United and stuff. So, uh, But then rip- who who doesn't?
0: Um, so soccer. Soccer jerseys ripping. Like football. Yeah. World yeah, football.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Newcastle United and stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. Maybe they issued the... Um, the retail kits instead of the play kits (laughs) you'd think those would
1: almost be more sturdy wouldn't you heavier weight a bit
0: oh well maybe i don't i don't imagine no you're not putting as much tlc into a retail as you would be a a, um on field one look i've had a couple of people talk positively about is it castor castor however we want to whatever it is um over in europe but man it seems like everyone has a story of inevitability. Mean, eh? yes, yeah, yeah, I think partly fa- funded and f- I wouldn't say founded, but partly funded by um Andy Murray so oh, he was, okay, he was a big investor at the beginning yeah two two fellas I don't know the full story, I should probably look into it, but yeah, two fellas I got Andy Murray on board and um Yeah, I think they probably worked for competing companies prior.
1: Mm. Mm. They've definitely got the brand out there, so you can't knock them for that. but
0: It's quite an untraditional logo as well. I think it's on our list of episode topics, so that could be a cheap, easy one for us (laughs) to do in in a couple of weeks. But, you know, sports brand logos, examining those. But, um, yeah, the Castle one, it's quite, non-traditional in the fact that you know there's a lot of open um negatives you know negative space and openness to a lot of
1: how they don't really use the the territory
0: Mm. as i meant more just with with like the wings and you know it's so small and detailed in certain bits Mm, that you know but now anyway they make it work Um, and you know, a lot of other people are making it work too. Um, and some of that stuff we're talking about today. So, uh, we've got some new logos in basketball, hockey, netball, and league land of 10,000 lakes celebrate celebrated in city Jersey, some special jerseys return for the Knights and Essendon retro jerseys for Fremantle, Western Bulldogs and Port. And alternates for Canterbury Bulldogs and hot off the press at the time of recording the Redcliffe Dolphins. If you would uh, like to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can uh, visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look out for the episode Highlights Reel. Or you can find all source articles and reference links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. Uh, as always, you can get in touch with us through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast@gmail.com. First bit of news off the rank is Australian Boomers' new logo. Um, so this logo is a bit of a, a, an update, I would say, a modernization of one that they have been using for quite some time. Uh, on the Instagram post there, which we've linked, inspired by Australian boomers of the past, our culture, our identity. What are your thoughts, Nick, on the boomers' updated logo?
1: Um, it's Australian.
0: <laughs> hmm. Got
1: the, obviously, yeah, kangaroo, basketball behind it. I think that's a bit sort of two ideas on top of each other.
0: Big red kangaroo, too
1: yeah rather than them sort of being integrated together Hmm. the text fits in nicely with the rest of it though but yeah i think the two elements and the sort of the icons probably just a bit sort of here put this on top of that and
0: slap it on yeah, so according to the, the post, there's not an actual news article that I found anyway, but uh, the post itself, eight panel basketball representing the eight states and territories, powerful and athletic red kangaroo, the largest uh, kangaroo species, um, Australian boomers text tall and strong typeface embodying the boomers spirit and vibrant and energetic green, golden red color palette uh, all tied in together there um yeah i feel like it's still a bit unfinished right like they've they've modernized it and you know if you look back at some of the previous iterations of this logo you know the the previous one was very 90s (laughs) um, and and some of the ones before that definitely represent the the decade that was in and i think it's probably a little bit similar with this i feel like you know probably could have explored a little bit further as to to how this is but you know, if we're just, we're cleaning up what's already there, then
1: it's yeah, not terrible. It's not terrible. Like no, what, no, what can not we say? It's,
0: it's not terrible. Because um, they have had
1: a couple of like ones that sort of relate to like Basketball Australia as a whole, eh? And then it branches out from that kind of like Australia, yeah. like the Socceroos and stuff.
0: Yeah. Basketball Australia. It's, I'm going to say probably coming on a good 15 years ago now. Um, maybe not fifteen, maybe ten years ago, you know, they did a big rebrand of yeah. all of their marketing collateral, and it was that that stylized wavy looking basketball with the the team name, whether it be the Opals, the, the Boomers, yeah. Basketball Australia, you know, the state bodies, everyone adopted it. Um, and it's only you know just recently that this has started to make its way back in. Um, it seems
1: like a lot of organizations did that for a while there um like obviously i'll chat with cal about the state of origin logos they all had to follow the certain shield sort of icon and then the queensland rebrand sort of kept the shield but took it more back to queensland's
0: yeah that's, that's right i think that yeah you're right um yeah that was probably around the same time right a good 15 10 years ago, yeah. um, the NRL introduced a new brand guidelines and it flowed all the way through, you know, synergy across all of the um, state bodies and the representative teams. Um, I mean, we've seen it with the A-leagues um, yeah. and, and even the iteration before that. Um, the NRL, Hockey Australia did it probably around the same time, 12 years ago um netball australia probably a bit further back again than that with the dotted logo um i think it's it's one of those it's good um, to see like
1: the personality come back in the sort of flagship teams
0: yeah i think there's a there's a difference and what what i've started to find working with some of the organizations is that there's a difference between like the admin you know the the not not necessarily the corporate side, but the admin and office staff side of the of yeah. organisations being you know basketball Queensland, netball WA. Yeah, that's Nike. probably what
1: they are. right? Eh? Their corporate logo is almost that sort of yeah. overarching
0: style. State bodies, you know, versus mm. um you know the more branded team representations and stuff like that. So you know, if you ask me right now what the, what the Opals logo looks like, I couldn't honestly tell you but i'm going to guess it it's still that one that's tied in with the the basketball australia um logo but um yeah coming back to the boomers i think it's quite it's a quite hard color palette to get right you know you've got that the green the gold and the red um and they have gone with what you could describe as like a dusty type colored red it's not a real vibrant red it reminds me a lot of like the australian desert you know that that kind of color
1: i think that's definitely a good decision rather than a sort of bright apple red sort of thing
0: yeah um and that green you know the green and gold is you know we're joking at the modern australian green and gold there another Um, good decision (laughs) Interestingly enough, though, when we're looking at, you know, the the Boomers are playing at the moment in some World Cup is it qualifiers or some pre-World Cup games, they're using a, a more old school um, representation in their jerseys, you know, more bottle green and pale soft yellow. Um, and a lot of the feedback online with this logo is actually nothing to do with the... With the logo Ooh. itself, it's just a whole lot of people asking for a decent uh boomers jersey, which <laughs> um yeah, I think it's I think that's an interesting one. Maybe we leave that for another day unless you, you wanted to talk about that now too.
1: No, nah, I just looked at the right. um soft gold based uniform. That looks
0: sick. Oh, okay. I is like that on that the on the Instagram, is it?
1: Uh, no, on the newly minted X where I just looked at that.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. You have
1: know, unnecessary rebrands later.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elon. Oh dear. <laughs> huh. Okay. Next, next logo. That's, um, this one dropped a little while ago and, um, Obviously, not a lot of traction being the sport that it is, but the Australian men's netball have rebranded themselves from the Sonics, S O N I X, to the Kelpies uh, in the last month or so. Uh, Link in the um, list of description there. Um, So, you know, someone who's been a part of this community in the past for quite some time, at first I was a bit, mm, didn't, wasn't a big fan of the the change from Sonics to Kelpies, but I must admit after a bit of time, just you know, coming back to it, revisiting it, looking at it, considering it, yeah. I think it's it's sorta of coming around to me. Um I don't I don't think that the execution of the logo itself has been um it's not perfect, but you know, it is quite clean. Um and you know, e- executed enough for for what I imagine was a was a small budget, or maybe even just a passion project for someone. I don't have the information with me yeah. about who's done it. Um, yeah, the font's a cl- clean modern font, clean modern font with um, uh, you know Kelpie, I guess what would you call that in in a leaping, in a bounding, yeah. jumping um, form um, coming across uh, over the text.
1: Something a little bit, maybe it's just the K, but a little bit obscure about the text. But it, it's like, in a nice way.
0: Mm. I think for me, the text is probably the weakest part. Um, I feel like the the dog image itself probably needs its other two <laughs> legs <laughs> yes. legs in there somewhere, um <laughs> even if it's you know just running parallel with the, with the two that we can see, but yeah that the the k specifically i'm I'm not a big fan of I don't really like the rounded formation of the font um if, if, you know there is a post on the Kelpies page that describes some of its um attributes being balanced athletic focused alert if I were to then tie that in with the font, I couldn't really say that the the font resembles many of those qualities um it's not a terrible font it's a nice clean font um hopefully the the team over there at the Australian men's group they've got a enough of a budget behind them that they can hire you know uh, someone who can execute the collateral that they've got now onto a web page and social pages and stuff like that but you know by all means it's it's not a terrible logo um yeah for for an organization that you know probably doesn't have a big budget Bruins Boston Boston, they've also done a mild refresh so this one is courtesy of uh, sports logo net massive massive fans of those obviously been around for a very long time covering a lot of this stuff particularly in the US market but um, yes the Boston Bruins. (laughs) Lifesavers.
1: When you need logo history quickly.
0: (laughs) Give them a call. Um, Yeah, so just a bit of a clean-up. Obviously, where we're at in the modern modern digital stage, you can understand why these updates have happened. So they've just removed a lot of the key lines around some of the strokes and and artwork there. Um, And also have uh, got a uh, centenary logo with, with the bear featuring there, which I think is there, is a secondary logo. Can't remember now. It's not in front of me. Um. So, yeah. Uh, sticking over, did, did you have anything to say on Boston? Oh, Sorry, I was mate. just
1: going to say I, there's probably almost too many strokes taken out. I'd like to almost see, for example, if we take the the black B one, so black B, black circle sort of mm-hmm. around it with the spokes and then the yellow stroke around the B in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'd almost like to see like a yellow key line in between the white and the black to finish off the, the spokes sort of look. And then yeah, okay, maybe a tiny yellow one on the outside as well.
0: So if we're looking at the link that we have included there, if we were comparing... The big one on the left to the 07 to 23 one on the bottom right. You probably want to keep the key line around the entire outside. And then maybe
1: one on the inside of the black circle as well. Mm. Yellow.
0: What what thickness do you reckon that would need to be? Because you've got your B on on the actual logo the the thickness of the contouring of the b is obviously not as thick as the spokes, so you'd yeah. be introducing a third
1: you'd probably yeah, yeah, I don't think you'd want it as thick as either of them mm. so it's probably keeping the thickness of the o seven to twenty three one mm-hmm. but yeah, th- three thicknesses you'd have to play with, I definitely think it would make it look a little bit more finished though.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see a version of it scaled down. Obviously, the reason that, you know, the reason that a lot of these are happening and we're going to get to it with our main topic today is yeah. that, that you're looking at it on phones. You want to have it at a small, smallest possible size um, and it still be visible and and not cluttered. Mm. So I don't, I don't actually disagree with you when you've pointed it out and I've gone back and looked. I've gone, oh. Yeah, you're probably right. If anything, it does need the contour around the entire outside, like the um 07 to 2023 one um but yeah whether that gets lost or not i'm sure that they've well you'd hope that they've checked yes I'm um, sure. okay sticking with the oh, us i
1: more experienced than me that's for sure
0: oh you reckon yeah i guarantee it <laughs> oh, a whole lot more money would have been put down <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure much more uh Timberwolves City Jersey, celebrate, celebrating, celebrating celebrating, lake life in Minnesota, the Timberwolves City Edition uniform is inspired by the summertime fun that can only be found in the land of 10,000 lakes. The signature element of the City Edition uniform is the custom-crafted artistic pattern that's predominant, pre- prominently rather, featured at the top of the jersey.
1: These are clean.
0: Very nice, aren't they?
1: I love the sort of like icy look in the middle. Obviously, that water texture you don't often see sort of sub designs on these MBA jerseys, so that's something. Other than no, you. I um, agree.
0: Yep, I agree with you. But
1: yeah, the uh, the white uh, trim around the the shoulders gives it like a real nice finish, um, and then that like icy look just under the text, real cool.
0: Yeah, what I'm trying to fully establish here is how that sublimated art has been um, created. Like in all of the links that we've included, it says like the signature element of has, has been custom crafted um, yeah. or, cre- you know, created um, locally. Where has it gone? Um, in Minnesota somewhere. So, th- you know, they're talking about that particular artwork, you know, it's not just someone who's whacked something together on um, <laughs> Photoshop or something like that, but um, yeah I, I'm interested to know how was it was it is it watermark created you know, um, sorry watercolor artwork created somewhere? Right, or, it, eh? and then it's just been scanned at the high rares and then you know shifted over. What does that mean from a color matching point of view because another big part of the, the point that they've made in all of this is the the lake blue. Colour. Um, and so they mentioned here the lake blue colour scheme flows through the entire kit with the shorts featuring the primary Timberwolves logo adapted in the custom artistic pattern, as we mentioned, and a silicon Minnesota State silhouette on the waistband. Um, Nick, my favorite part of it is the taping on the sides of the shorts, which include the debossed text Land of Ten Thousand Lakes, yeah, um, cool. and the North Star, their North Star icon featured on there as well. Um but yeah very clean very clean um and mate when they sell as many as they do of these you you definitely get the opportunity to play around with a whole lot more of that tactile stuff right yeah there's no
1: no limitations (laughs) with these eh? these bigger brands like you can do the debossing like you said and the silicon and
0: Silicon badges oh, the patches there's a bit the, of decorative
1: um stitching going on there yeah um yeah even like the numbers in the nba they're tactile as well stitched on and textured and yeah even i think um speaking of the bruins the like winter classic jerseys we spoke about oh yes they're like old-fashioned stitching to make it look like it had been re-sewn on like that sort of stuff. So cool.
0: Yeah. When you're selling bloody tens of thousands of these, yeah. <laughs> you just got the money to throw around. <laughs> uh, coming back on shore, uh, starting off with the the league, uh, the Knights high visit mining Jersey. Now that one's returned. I couldn't find any um, actual article uh, promoting this, but um, I've just linked to the shop there. But I know that we blah, we didn't blast Newcastle last year last year, but we did you know kind of comment on them to say you know stick with what works with this one, and it is good to see that they have gone back to that traditional uh, hoop, I guess yeah. you could call it a hoop style design, rather than trying to manipulate a chevron chevron style design in that.
1: Yeah, I've generally always quite liked these Knights Hivers jerseys. Um, I don't know how popular they are with fans. Have you got some? information on that or
0: no i don't have any figures on me but i know it does you know go relatively well um and i and i think also it's as much as it's the retail sales for these it's actually the goodwill that you know um the internal corporate relationships and goodwill will Mm. that they get from the you know the partnerships um by doing something like this you just you know, you're, you're cementing your relationship with um the the that community down there, and being Newcastle, you know, they've got a massive you know mining and um, uh, with the port down there as well. That that um that area of business, you know, you're showing the support. So what you might not make back in your retail, you're um you're still generating profit through your relation your corporate relationships. If that makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this, this kind of thing might be an angle even for like a training range, you know, rather than just sticking to that blue and red every year, which teams get stuck in of sticking
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly to
1: their own colors. Like, you know, that could be an angle for, for you know, a special training tee or whatever. Yeah, A bit of orange in there, some maybe.
0: It just goes uh, well. Reflective with
1: reflective taping on a shirt maybe, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Someone. I, you know it is one of those things I uh, see a lot of you know tr- tradies and stuff walking around with their rugby league gear whether it's you know while they're working in their front yard at home or they're you know on the job they've got their high vis shirt on and they're wearing their uh stubbies <laughs> shorts yeah, yeah. or something That's like Kiwi that thing as well, um, for sure <laughs> I don't know don't know whether you know the 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 high vis community would um I don't know what they would think. I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but whether they, you know, still want to be walking around with a high-vis jersey on once they've finished working in their (laughs) high-vis shirt all day. But, you know, who knows? It might be down their alley. Uh, Let's stick with the specials for a little while. This is from Port Adelaide, a fan favourite playing strip feature. Featured amongst Port Adelaide's original AFL uniforms, the Tribalt Guernsey made a return to the AFL in their round 2022 clash against the Giants. Um, I love this jersey. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Port fan. I do love Port's colours, but I, you know, I really like this jersey probably even more than their standard chevron that they've got going at the moment.
1: You can definitely tell it's it's from a different era, but, yeah, it's a cool jersey. Um, what I love about these kinds of jerseys is they just pop up in, like, club footy around the country as well. Like, <laughs> so many clubs just rip off random teams' jerseys, like rip off AFL teams' jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> same colors, same everything.
0: Yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. Like, for the 90s, I think it was a decent – uh, attempt at a modernization of the standard, yeah. you know, tri-panel type look, and you know they were very much into the whole, you know, power, thunderbolt, lightning at the time. Style yes. at, at the time. So I don't know. Like, I, I think they did a good, good job then, and I think it's, it's a good job now. Um, first one in the trial game against Richmond in 1998, and continuing on in their preseason look for several years, the kit became. Very popular with the supporters that it was adopted as a clash for the 2003 season. Um, This option, this iteration carefully replicated in partnership with Macron in the 2023 edition mirrors the distinct three-tone lightning bolt pattern on the front of the Guernsey with Port Adelaide's iconic number square holding the box type black numbers with a teal outline on the back, which was unique in the 1998 season.
1: Yeah, that's a cool touch.
0: Yeah, the, the contouring around the number, um, oh, and even, even just
1: using the different font from from back then.
0: Yeah, and sticking with their, you know, that iconic um, box around the back. I think which yeah. we spoke yeah. about in an earlier episode as well. Hmm. Um, sticking with the retros for a second, Fremantle Dockers tri-panel anchor. Last worn against the power in their final round of the 2005 season, Frio wore an away retro tie panel anchor jersey against Port in round 23. It once again sees Fremantle bring back the iconic 90s color palette of red, green, white, and purple. Um, they just love <laughs> any time <laughs> that these these come back. They as can much as like the anchor, yeah, as much as um. As Frio have welcomed the purple with you know all purple with open arms, any opportunity for um for them to to go back and utilize these old colors they just grapple straight on to
1: I'm a fan of this one. don't mm-hmm. know if you'd ever wear it as your main one main Guernsey anymore, but uh, nah like. These faithful recreations are always so cool to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the release of the retro Guernsey, Frio also dropped a range of retro street merch, which is available on their website. Oh, I had a, yeah. I had a quick look, and you know what? Um, I think that I, I was looking through, and I came across the. I think there's like a beanie there. There's a green and purple beanie and a green and purple uh, jacket. Now, I'm not a fan of that old school um, jacket style, but the green and purple actually go pretty well together.
1: Barney the dinosaur shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the
1: green, uh, purple sleeves and the, the green body.
0: Yeah, uh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I actually, no.
1: um, yeah. Some of the retro ranges coming out in the a Awesome at the moment, like some of the recent Lions gear or beers, mm hmm, Brisbane beers. Um, and then some of the like old Fitzroy Lions stuff it looks real cool. This, that again, that same like 90s style jacket.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a need and a desire for it. It's funny how just there we seem to go this revolution of yeah, when you know, daggy dorky things are cool <laughs> again and then they're not. <laughs> It's what passion. I love about
1: old stuff like this is though, is like shirts and clothing used to be wider than it was longer. <laughs> when yeah. was the human body ever that shape? Like, why was I looked at a shirt today? It was a two thousand and like five Canterbury Crusaders jersey. Collar mm-hmm. to to hem was sixty two centimeters. Pit to pit was sixty-three centimeters. <laughs> Who was ever wider than they were taller?
0: <laughs> I think we just like to have the room to move around in there, didn't we? we no.
1: Did... Fitted clothing is just <clears throat> better.
0: Surely, surely you're taking into account like we're working in a 3D space, right? Like you need to feel the the old tum tum in there too. Oh,
1: no. Nah.
0: Fit for they're no wider than
1: they are taller. <laughs> Not even joking. Yeah, but it's just width, looking at them. It's... it's like, why is this shirt in landscape? Yeah. Not portrait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, um, yeah, go- going back to the the Fremantle, I think I it just caught my eye that the purple and green actually worked quite well together. Yeah. Um I can okay. definitely understand why Fremantle moved away and just went with the purple and white, but look, I think um, you know, if they ever wanted to introduce one of those colours back, I don't think that they would be um, you know, in a bad position if they were to incorporate that green back in. It's definitely contrasting, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a nice color combo. The red yep. just ruined it a little bit. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldog celebrated their retro round wow. in round twenty twenty. Uh, sorry, in round twenty one, repri- reprising the Diamond Dog Guernsey last worn in nineteen ninety six. Very, uh, very old school 90s feeling very. in this one, don't you reckon? <laughs> I love it though. Um, yeah, uh, and, and Musk say with all of these, like all of the kind of marketing collateral that they've put around oh, it, too.
1: He's nailing it now, eh? That like 90s decor and TVs and the grainy film, and yeah, all that stuff.
0: yeah, everyone seems to be on the same page. It's not too much different um but yeah that uh you know stand in front of a a a small set with a few posters and stuff behind it (laughs) which you know completely understand understand where they're going at um um but yeah probably the least favorite i would say of the of the the three um that we've just mentioned but um, by all means not actually a terrible design
1: yeah i think i watched a documentary that followed someone's life it was like four episodes recently and had the same sort of thing like the first episode had like the 80s sort of typewriters and yeah, other stuff and then 90s technology for the second episode and yeah so on and so forth so mm-hmm. uh
0: and like with with uh freemantle the uh, along with the guernsey the additional retro merch is available on the dog's store Um, this one's a little bit hot off the press too. So hot that I haven't even actually gotten a link for it yet is the Essendon, um, seatbelt. You missed a segment
1: from Bulldogs to Bulldogs.
0: No, I was the Essendon one, the Essendon seatbelt Guernsey that's just dropped in the last, um, I think 24 hours. see if I can quickly pull that up for us. Here we go. I'll drop that in our show notes but you're right
1: whoa it's actually
0: a seatbelt yeah so uh, buckle up this sash saves lives Um, (laughs) (laughs) Essendon uh, Essendon the seatbelt in round 2024 so let's just have a quick look here Uh, once again joining forces TAC supporting road safety for the round 24 blockbuster against Collingwood on Friday night I've been thinking about maybe getting this episode out a little bit early. Actually, um, considering that we do record on Tuesdays, see if this can come out on a Friday rather than a Sunday, whether people oh. listen to it before, then don't know whether I've got the time to do it, don't know. But um, let's see if we can shorten that um, that window. So, um, yeah. So this isn't the first time that the the bombers have done this. This is a um, this is a concept that they've been doing multiple times. I think. For quite a while. Let's see if there's anything in here about it. Uh, don't have it up. But uh, I do remember when we were talking with Rob Meredith last season um, and this one came up a couple of times. So probably the better execution actually are that I've seen of the Seatbelt Sash, I must admit.
1: Yeah, they definitely went back as far as 2010. I've um, found a few. Yep. Versions of that. So, um, yeah, obviously a long-standing partnership. Um, And, yeah, like you say, it's a a decent execution of it. Um, It's huge, like, buckle, but... Got to be seen. Got to be seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, moving on. Nick, do you know about Elivium? No is an immersive open-world exploration monster collector and auto-battler game built on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, I have some of that. Do you? Released do. on PC back in 2022, Livium offers a play-to-earn experience in a A sci-fi adventure where players venture across diverse terrains to uncover, mysteri- to, <laughs> to uncover the mysteries of the shattered land, capturing, training, and evolving illuvials. Powerful creatures ruling the land. Players create synergistic strategies to thrive in both PvE and PvP arenas. Um, I realize
1: you just asked me like a technology question, eh?
0: PvP, player versus player. PvE, player versus... What's E? (laughs) I know C he is computer. I don't know. <laughs> Olivium's revolutionally decentralized NFT collection enables players to maintain custody of their in-game assets, fostering a new era of user-driven gaming. Is that a sponsor? No. Why are we talking about this, Nick.
1: Yeah, what's the reason for it?
0: Bulldogs. So in a thrilling continuation of Canterbury-Bankstown, Bulldogs' innovative partnership with Olivium and following on from the 2022 tremendous success, tremendous <laughs> success, the Bulldogs have announced their second limited edition collaborative jersey. Yeah, all
1: right. Good on <laughs> them. Fire let right, right, let's, let's, let's go find the 2022 jersey. Hmm. Uh, uh, this one's an upgrade i'll give you that okay it's just better uh don't like the extra bits on the collar
0: <laughs> why is there uh, yeah
1: like stripes going out from the extra bits on the collar towards the seams seems unnecessary when you've got blue cover stitch there just use the cover stitch as the lines what are you talking about mate what what am i missing here the design
0: yeah the design clearly
1: in front of your face
0: yeah (laughs) the collar (laughs) the collar should
1: be black for a start but then there's like the extra bits that point down to sydney tools
0: oh that's the sub that's part of the panel on the front that's sublimated yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay i understand and then the stripes
1: like coming out of the side of that what's the point of them you've got the cover stitch right next to it
0: i understand yes okay i don't know it's i don't know it's nft it's block blockchain it's a P, thing. pvp pve yeah it's that
1: clay actually well, one of the um jerseys that laser tag was kind of like gamer armor that was pretty yeah. cool
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like
1: some nice breastplates and shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does look like a kind of like an this. e-sport or a laser tag style jersey. I must admit, you'll be happy to know, Nick. Individual twenty twenty three Olivia jerseys are one fifty nine point nine nine, in line with NRL recommended retail prices. However. Olivium will launch an extraordinary opportunity to acquire a comprehensive package that includes not only the physical jersey, but also its digital counterpart, along with an exclusive Bulldogs membership. The bundle offer truly sets the stage for an all-encompassing fan experience, allowing supporters to immerse themselves in the world of Olivium while proudly supporting their Bulldogs allegiance. How much you ask? $340. So the online
1: jersey is more than the actual jersey what so you're going to use
0: this in the game or something so 160 for the jersey uh minus what's that? 340 so uh yeah that's yeah, 180 about right.
1: for the on what
0: so out N-
1: buying <laughs> nfts and shit <laughs> so overpriced what <laughs> what is the point
0: but you get an what? nft
1: You can get this jersey for free on Rugby League Live, bloody whatever number they're up to in the latest update. You don't need Mm -hmm. the online counterpart. But you get an NFT. It's yours. You own it. You own a JPEG. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Copy and paste.
0: Along with everybody else. Um, look, along along with celebrating the jersey itself, I also have to <laughs> celebrate and sympathise with the um, communications team over at the Bulldogs because, man, they've really tried to, to promote this hard. To commemorate the momentous release of the new design, the Bulldogs have strategically chosen to stage their last home game of the season for their jersey's public debut. Fans and supporters will witness the jerseys grand unveiling during the 2026, uh, during round 2026 when the Bulldogs face off against the Seagulls at a core stadium on Sunday, August 27 at 2 p.m., a strictly limited number of jerseys will be available to purchase at the match. Um, to commemorate the momentum, momentous release of the new design, the Bulldogs have strategically chosen to stage. Uh, of their last home game of the season to debut the jersey to commemorate the momentous release, <laughs> they've strategically chosen. The Just last- get all those they-
1: words. Did, did you get all what- those words the first time? <laughs> they know this what is they like remember- those fancy- means. <laughs> this is like those fancy restaurants, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like here, have some salmon. But instead of just calling it salmon, to add like 20 dollars to the price, they've just drizzled it in extra words. You know? <laughs> yeah. Here's some pan-fried bluff salmon. It's just. A, like, what are you on about?
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to work out how they commemorate it. They're commemorating the momentous release by playing it in rounds 26.: I don't. Anyway. Well done. Well done. As I, as was said when we were talking earlier <laughs> um, about the high vis, I think this is just one of those things where they make more money off the partnership than they probably do off um, the retail sales. But uh, according to the article that last year's jersey was the Bulldogs' most successful selling jersey, excluding their iconic home. So well done. Well done, Bulldogs.
1: Hey, that's what the manufacturer wants,
0: right? It's jersey sales. so That's it. You can't complain. Uh, last one, and very hot off the press, a brand new look for the Dolphins, who will sport a black, red, and gold jersey that will become their alternate strip for the 2024 season. It's the Coke, no sugar version of their vanilla Coke Interesting jersey. Interesting
1: they're allowed to release it now. Hmm. Yeah, I don't not know. Sure. It's not November. Obviously, I'm missing part of the rules here. Um. Do the, does it need the black and red collar? I mean, the gold and red collar? Surely you make the main part black and then gold little piece at the front. Piss the red piping off. Make that gold or black. Make the red black down the bottom. And you just make it a black and gold jersey. Oh, that would be sad gold out the logo no white you know just the red but in gold
0: they actually very close to being able to (laughs) naughty as in nrl (laughs) giving you a talking to or naughty as in like i like it i like it a lot
1: yeah yeah that one the second Uh, one (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, the latter
0: latter one yeah i I i agree with you on the neckline i reckon they could do away with the gold out of trim and just have the internal, the the center, little trim in gold, keep the rest black. Same as you, I agree. You could probably get rid of the flat lock stitching um, on the panels there. I honestly, you know, my feelings around the pattern itself, you know, my feelings about the colors. I actually don't mind the gold color. I don't mind the red color. Um,
1: nah, it'll look good on bad. field. Yeah. I think, yeah.
0: I think the I I, just, I don't like the pattern of the jersey. I don't like the design of the jersey. But um, yeah, like I don't mind the red down the bottom, to be honest. And I think they're wearing red shorts with it too. So it, oh no, I stand corrected. Nah, black Never black mind, shirt. they're wearing black <laughs> shorts. Oh, they had a chance. To, d- don't they have red shorts? I yes, swear they have red for their sure. away jersey. This. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's my brain. Um. <laughs> I like the pajama look. I reckon they they've missed a I treat, do too. Here. Missed the, a treat um, here again of having red shorts, and it just looking like a more comprehensive clean design.
1: The um, NFL fans always whinge about the like the onesie look of teams that have the same jersey color and pants and socks, but I think it looks fantastic when you when you can do that.
0: Yeah, well, we just talked about again the high vis as well. Like they have navy shorts to go with Newcastle's high-vis navy orange and you know reflective silver and it it works it works I think the 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 Dolphins would do a much better job by switching out their shorts and having it match with that bottom color but I actually think this is a you know do those things that we talked about don't do those things that we talked about leave it as it is it's probably they seem to be bringing out better and better jerseys every time you know every time we've um you know, since, since you know, the home After the came out, start, I guess. Yeah. The yeah. Anzac
1: was good. The Indigenous was good. This one was probably the best of the three yeah. with that same Chevron design. So,
0: yeah. yeah, Getting better. And, you know, they were, they were slightly rushed, weren't they? Like they had, what, two years to put a team together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the really on, on-field performance is number one and, you know. They're, they already they're already the richest club or the second richest club in the league. They're selling the jerseys regardless. so you can understand why you know there might not be as a big bigger priority to to be spending a whole lot of money to get this stuff right. but you know they're finding out what works for them, and that's that's good. They've obviously got a good team there that's you know slightly navigating their slowly navigating their way through it all and and finding what works. so good on them. Um maybe this jersey was always on the on the horizon as an alternate and, um, you know, they're probably just releasing it now in the last or second last last round. Like a lot of other teams are, um, doing their alternates, but they're just communicating that this will be their, their next option for next year. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a best case scenario. Worst case is maybe these have been late and they weren't <laughs> able to do them. Who knows groovy.
1: Yeah. Good uh, stuff.
0: And you've uh, quickly popped on here, NFL uniforms. You don't want to chat about that at all?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Speaking of them, just earlier, um, yeah, obviously each year we get a bunch of new-ish NFL uniforms. There's not often a big change in the homes in a ways, but we get some nice touches each year. And then obviously with the, the helmet rules changing over the last year or two, we've seen a bit more creativity. Um, so 13 teams have changed their – well, done a sort of special uniform, um, and they always do specific shorts and socks mm-hmm. like we like or pants. Um, a few notable ones, um, the Colts I quite like. It's different for them. They usually have the sort of vertical stripes over the shoulders uh, and the white helmet, but the blackout helmet, quite liking Um, That bold C with Indy sort of in the negative space on the chest. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Houston Oilers uniforms are back as well. Tennessee Titans will wear these as throwback uniforms for a game next season. One of the most easily recognizable and popular jersey sets in the league. The logo, fantastic. Um, Love the new Lions helmet color. That sort of metallic but almost matte blue, as well. Yeah, like, yep. That's that's so cool, that color. Um, Denver's new white helmet, fantastic again. And then the creamsicle uniforms are back, too. Another one of those <laughs> infamous uniforms, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had, uh, and Bucko Bruce on the side of the helmet. Those all go down very well with. With fans of Old school the Bucs and, uh, and just NFL jersey history. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, we've spoken about Arizona's new look. Love uh, it. And you pulled out, you picked out the, the Seahawks jerseys
0: pre-show yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, caught my eye in this link, the the bright neon green of, of the older times, um, and they've incorporated yeah. some of that in. Actually, flicking through this, I came across the um the Vikings it looked like they were doing like a bit of a matte. Um, yeah, they helmet had a sort theirs.
1: of matte helmet for a while. Um, yeah, okay. It's like it is a good look, though. Eh?
0: the I like it a lot, actually. Not
1: quite matte, but has that look to it, which real cool.
0: Yep, and that's the next level for a lot of um a lot of like social designers i guess you can call them you know where they're doing up the graphics for jerseys and stuff like that is the next level of that is you know, taking the textures in and the different applications and you know different fabric um options that are available to you Like i think there's a big yeah, yeah. there's a big community of a, you go a
1: big difference between sort of the do it on photoshop and the the do it for real life is all the options you have with like you say the textures and the feel and the touch and finishes you see a lot of um the really good sort of instagram kit designers they're starting to use 3d software to to get texture in and make the sort of
0: silicon badge look and it's also much more accessible now too. Like, isn't it? Like this this digital modern age where things are subscription based so you don't have to fork out yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. hundreds of dollars to, to get the software. It's um it's all a hell of a lot easier to do. Yeah. Yeah, fully sick, brew. All right, so this takes us into our our main topic of conversation um, which is the Canberra Raiders 2024 have kind of what would you call it It wasn't really like a proper like press release or you know any kind of drop like that it was just a bit more of a hey guys just letting you know what's happening we've just been doing some stuff over changed our logo again for
1: the uh, second third time in five minutes.
0: See a bit of changes around the place, you know, a bit of an update, but nothing too official. But just keep an eye out for it, you know. Uh, so the Camera Raiders they have announced that they're um, updating their logo. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, just, just as a, just as the players look for ways to stay on top of their game, so too does the organisation <laughs> when it comes to our brand. As the green machine, we wanted one colour green to anchor the club. To you, our fans, instead of multiple greens, we now have just one, unifying our current off-field and on-field greens. Um, I'll just go to this next bit and then we can come back and talk about it. So we yeah. wanted a logo that works as best as it can across all applications, um, which I think is probably the main key element here, and we can talk about that a bit more. Um from apparel to social media and everything in between. Okay. Um, So let's talk about this. I think it was round 2012. When did they play in the grand final? Was that in 2019? I think it was.
1: They made a grand final?
0: Uh, Yeah, mate. They nearly won the grand final. And then the ref called six again or didn't call six again. Um, yeah, 2019, or it was a seven, seven man tag. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but 2019 was it? Yeah, yes,
1: shows how much I followed League.
0: Uh, yeah, soft. <laughs> uh, so I think it was that year or around that year, maybe the previous that uh, the Raiders um, did a bit of a brand refresh, brand, um, they updated their font. And they updated the radar head, removing a lot of the harsh colors. I think they they cleared out all of the black and adopted a, a navy blue. Um, yep. sim- simplified the the greens as well, taking it to one tone green, keeping in the the kind of grey helmet, but you know, really simplifying a lot of the the line work um, in there.
1: And then they did it again.
0: Well. Mm- See, I don't think that they actually did. What I think has happened is they've they've got their main logo, which is the one that they did in 2020 or 2019, somewhere around there. might have even been 18. Um, Then what they've introduced at some point was a simplified down version, and I believe that they'd started using that this year. At the start of this year, I went back through when this came out last week and I did a bit of a flick through um the socials to kind of get an understanding of how and why did we get to this point um what i found was yeah they had their primary logo and then they had this what what we can call now i guess the middle logo um where they were using it on some of their socials they were using it on some of their web pages um some of the the areas where they needed a smaller condensed logo as well so um so they did have the two logos going there, and I think that's why in their dot points they've talked around. You know, we wanted to have one logo to use across mm. all things. Um, so the change from the main logo or this this middle secondary logo to the logo now, um, Nick. Maybe do you want to point out some of the things that you've just you can visually notice yeah. that's changed? Um, so.
1: Uh, the helmet to start with, they've taken out sort of the shadowing and line work on the horns, um, dots off the front, simplified the sort of edges of the helmet on the side of your face, mm-hmm. uh, simplified beard for the Viking, uh, and the sort of lower face structure around the nose and and beard as well, so all simplified. So taken out a lot of the little details and dots and angles um and can completely see why they've done that with what um what we know about embroidery and stuff Mm -hmm. um but man i wish they didn't (laughs) need to it's like that it's that like you know community sport version of the pro team logo that they just had (laughs) Yeah, almost. <clears throat> um, they've
0: they've also adjusted the color, so they yes, it looks like they've got. Green. Yeah, they've they've reverted back. I feel to a more. What is that green? They were they were sporting a more lime-colored green, <clears throat> which I think we yep. were finding in some of their uniforms for a while too. Yeah, but now they had
1: they've that sort of navy and. lime look sort of bluey steel, bluey grey yep. colour as well.
0: Whereas we've gone more emerald, we've gone back to a more emerald green. So, okay, so they keep, let's, let's, let's put the Raiders hat on for a minute and understand why, try and understand why they've gone to this. Um, I did try and reach out to some of the, the Raiders um, people as well, but I didn't, didn't have any luck um with yeah. them um so yes making it visible at a smaller size maybe cheapening the the costs for embroidery lowering the colors maybe the stitch count those type of things um here's what i would say the, they've been able to embroider those details for the last 20 odd years yeah. right so, it's doable. It's doable. Um, I can understand the need to scale it down even smaller. So, when it's on your phones and stuff like that, if you're looking at the ladder on the NRL app. But again, I'm just going to jump into it right now. If I have a look at it, it's still doable. It's still there. Yeah, um, you're
1: going to know it when you look at it.
0: Yeah, and this is something that I've kind of struggled with a little bit too is this argument. Let me just zoom that in and see which logo they're using on the NRL app ladder. So it is the main logo, it's not even that secondary, sort yeah. of simpl- simplified version. Um, so, first, so what I was going to say was, there's all this talk about being a recognised brand and competing with the likes of, you know, NFL teams and stuff like that. So we've seen what the Dolphins have done by just having the Dolph, like the Dolphin. There's no text. There's no, um, you know, team name to support the logo. Panthers do it. Rabbitos do it. I think like the NRL, when selling merch or promoting, they're, they're they're selling to their audience in a way like it's not like the the Raiders are going to go over to the US with a logo without a team name yeah yeah. under it and and be worried about not knowing who they are I personally feel like when you're at the level of an, an AFL team or you're at the level of a NRL team you don't need the text I feel like your your logo is going to get that much exposure that it's not going to take that long for people to be familiar with you in in the space that you're selling to. Like you're not going to get an NRL person, uh, an NRL team selling to someone who absolutely doesn't know your brand. You're going to be exposed to the NRL first. You're going to start going on the NRL app and seeing the teams there and being interested in the teams you're going to start to familiarise yourself with the teams. I think if you wanted to simplify, the first thing that you could do is get rid of the text. You're still then going to be, you're going to have more space to work with with your logo um, so that it can still be scaled to a certain position. Like if, again, if we're using the example of looking on the NRL app ladder, you're going to have a bit more room to work with um. In in your designated space provided, like perfect example right now, I'm looking at is the Newcastle Knights logo and the Raiders the Raiders logo there. Yep. Like there is oh, less
1: text showing up. I don't.
0: Um,
1: interesting. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Just looking okay. at this though, like it's interesting. We're talking about like using the real estate. If you box the logo up. And how massive the Warriors logo looks on the table compared to the others. Like they've obviously used all the The, yeah the space available. Sort of if you draw a square around every logo, whereas something like you know the Cowboys is very wide without the star. Same with the Panthers. There's no height to it. So that's something the Raiders have done well is they've used their sort of.
0: Their allocated space
1: quite well, yeah. um But yeah, I agree with you. The you don't necessarily need the text. I don't think for NRL fans, you're not going to go out and buy a Raiders jersey not knowing what or who they are, no. especially in that color. Like it's not really a a streetwear item.
0: No, <laughs> like I an agree. NFL jersey is or something. Yeah. So, so we can put that aside. We've got some space to work with. The second thing here is that I, I don't understand the need to remove the, the detailing on the horns. So I think the yeah. the horns actually worked better when it had that that second stroke internally there. It added some depth to it. I feel like you lose yeah, a little bit of depth to it now. Um, I'm fine. Re- like at the end of the day, I'm fine with what they've done with the top and side part of the helmet i can understand it i don't necessarily agree with it but i can understand it um you know if i was nitpicky i would have said you could probably would have just keep the whole oval shape there rather than kind of that half moon shape that they've put in the middle yep um i'd i i do not understand the desire to update the beard and mustache i feel like it it's actually lost a bit of its personality yeah i think
1: think that's a backward step it's it's definitely a lot flatter as well isn't it like you say with the horns the beard as well like the the sort of secondary one they were using as well as the the main one really has like you can feel the weight of the beard and like you can tell it's like bushy and poking out from his face, whereas this one, it's all like a straight, it's definitely yeah. like straight
0: down 2D. So let's hype, uh, let's 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 think for a minute why. So I know I've had a bit of trouble with the Firebirds and getting 3D embroidery done. Yeah. Do you think that the Raiders would have had an issue getting 3D embroidery done on? Definitely on the the Definitely original on the, logo, but the main, the, yeah, but if we called the middle logo, which you know everyone can go and click on the link and see what we're talking about there, um, I don't feel like they would have had trouble getting three d done on that,
1: yeah, maybe, but I don't know how much easier the the new one is to make mm. in three d just mm. by looking at it. I mean, obviously, we don't exactly know how the embroidery machines work, but... um,
0: Yeah, I've always just been told some of the points are too sharp um, or, you know, too thin or whatever else to... Yeah, and the new bed
1: doesn't take away many... Like, it takes away, what, one point on each side? Yeah. The lines aren't really any thicker... Um, Especially the helmets, like, exactly the same almost with the the shapes they use, so.
0: Yeah. It's an optical illusion now, I think, but I feel like the new helmet is pointier and sharper, but I don't actually think it is. I think it's exactly the same. I think
1: it's, what I actually think they've done there is the shape of, like, the rugby wall. Yeah. It's more consistently rounded than the old head yeah so
0: um my biggest problem with this out of everything is the eyes the eyes are now green yep. um and he looks cooked <laughs> he does <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> what look in... done? they've
1: gone from four color to four color and now three color so i guess that saves one color in embroidery and silicon and whatever you want to do.
0: So they've wow. they've dropped this the the kind of cream skin cream color, yeah. um, tone of the skin, and they're just using white now instead. And if you had
1: white face and white eyes, that would look a bit weird, I think. So they probably had to do that,
0: but I think I agree with you. Hmm. Hmm. Without playing around with it, I couldn't really have a proper solution with you, but I'd nearly wonder whether you just shadow it completely. That's my first instinct. Take, if you, if, take the if eye
1: out altogether.
0: Take the eye out and just have a shadow there. You're probably losing some personality, I imagine, yeah. you, or maybe even legibility. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, like I, how I'd hard
1: to... you couldn't 3D embroider the eyes for sure.
0: No, you probably you'd, you'd even
1: struggle, probably getting a nice, tight, clean embroidery.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. It could be. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you know, so I polled a couple of people, yeah, uh, a couple of people out you know, Raiders fans outside of our space. You know, being super nerds, super design nerds. <laughs> um couldn't really give a shit to be honest <laughs> yeah i don't uh, and, think
1: half of them will even notice <laughs> uh
0: yeah which i thought was a little bit interesting for you know some people who are passionate raiders fans uh, not really too phased so it'll be interesting to see once it actually starts to feature on some of the mainstream yeah. stuff whether people do really care or not um personal taste for me i think that they've They've gone backwards as far as colour. Again, I'm not a Raiders fan, so I'm not over the entire history and what's been a a fan favourite or what's been a a legacy type thing, but I was really digging the navy and lime green that they were working with. That's that's a colour combination I think we've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast, both fans of, all three of us. Um, And, yeah, if anything else, the eyes, but, you know, There's that in my mind there was not a lot really wrong with the with the middle iteration, the digital version that they were running with this year.
1: Would you like some statistics? Go on then. So there's been a few petitions against this new logo. Okay. Uh, Yes. Uh the greenhouse, the number one Raiders fan forum. Uh, 26% of fans said they either like it or love it with 73% saying they don't like it or they hate it. Yep. Uh, and the greenhouse reports that their Facebook poll numbers were also up to 90% unfavorable. So have some high percentages for not fans.
0: Yeah. Yeah to me he just looks like i'm sure this raider has a name but to me he looks like he's gone from being an, an intimidating viking to yeah he's definitely stumbling, lost stumbling home on a saturday morning at 2am when he's been out on the town he's 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 a bit of a bum <laughs>
1: it's definitely <laughs> lost some aggression and some yeah, some present say eh? yeah um and again it's not a bad logo like it's no worthy of professional team sport um and as you and i both know logo design's very difficult that's why we're apparel designers <laughs> and not illustrators <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah getting you know things exactly right um we struggle with that every day so um, but yeah, I agreed. I don't think it was completely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, big fan of the middle logo as we're calling it. Yeah, And I think even at the time we we're all fans of the sort of updated colorway of the old the older new logo.
0: Where they're at, yeah. Yep. Uh, so some other things that they had included in there were with their updated branding is, you know, incorporating the Viking clap as part of some of their imagery and, and this, I don't know, some sort of sound wave bar to go with that, which I guess we'll, we'll get to experience a little bit more of when they fully roll this out next year. Yes, we will see it. Well done to them. Uh, all right so we move on to uh, the mailbag now so um a little bit quiet obviously we we're, we're not uh, dropping as frequently as we would have liked um which you know probably means that you know we're not posting either um <laughs> so we're not getting as as much feedback at the moment but um our friend of the show Sean Castellan did touch base with us uh, relating to goalkeeper jerseys in the wake of the Matildas success um if do we call fourth a success i guess we still call the it <laughs> still think we, we call it a success for the yes the, the way that they they've presented them there. well done yeah in the in a competition um asking us have we discussed the nike goalkeeper kits and the lack of retail options and i don't think that we have no. um, Sean and I did a bit of back and forth on the, the Instagram chats there, but I think it was kind of worth touching on just a little bit in that, um, you know, the, the goalkeeper kits, I think they get four, they get issued for four different versions to use throughout a tournament and the likelihood that they're, you know, running, running out in what option three and four of those is quite slim. So to plan and, and, and approximate retail sales for an item that, you know it could potentially be worn once or months um and then you know it selling is quite slim, so the option of producing those in mass is really not a an a beneficial you know or a strategic option for for a company like Nike, I guess or any any of the other ones um at the beginning of a tournament and you're really only hoping that that individual player has some success on the field, like Mackenzie Arnold has done in, you know, said purple goalkeeper Jersey that everyone will want to come out and buy one.
1: I think, yeah, goalkeepers is a difficult one, isn't it? You kind of need to have a goalkeeper with personality or to be, you know, kind of a cult hero um to be able to sell goalkeeper kits um i know in the 90s obviously in football they tried stuff with the goalkeeper kits which was always fun um oh, i was going to say someone i think uh, a Amer- former american goalkeeper hope solo she was probably that sort of same like cult hero sort of flamboyant goalkeeper um so I, i'd say she probably was on that sort of level of selling a few Mm-hmm. like Arnold could possibly have um but yeah it's just the whole like you say the whole strategic can we sell these is it worth retailing can we sell a, a good amount of them and it's the same with men's versions of female team jerseys yeah you can't buy a a german men's version of the female kit and even um the Germany men's awake at the, at the men's FIFA world cup last year. It wasn't ever worn at the world cup. So like, <laughs> how difficult is that to, to sell? Yeah. And it's
0: not used. So you'll get your your full on um, Jersey nerds who'll go and buy it on release, but you know, you you kind of praying that that team first of all gets to wear it and then succeeds in it Yeah, for the yeah. option for it to really sell. So yeah, Sean did think that, you know, the The suppliers will probably cave on some of these if there's enough push for it publicly. Uh, like I think what happened with the Matil- previous Matilda's kit, if I recall correctly. Um, so, yeah, if you if anyone is crying out for a goalkeeper kit, just keep pounding the, the suppliers <laughs> and making enough noise, and it'll probably happen. Yeah. Uh, so if we've missed anything or uh, you uh, agree or disagree with uh, our topics, our conversations in today's episode, you can definitely let us know and send some stuff through to our mailbag. Uh, feel free also just to say good day and let us know how we're going or what you're up to. You can reach us via our Instagram message comment or tag at field of Design podcast, or you can email us field of at gmail.com. Uh, so we had a bit of an, a little bit of an admin meeting before we jumped into today's recording as well. Uh, obviously things have have been very hectic for us all at the moment and keeping up with the the social aspect of it, getting our Instagram up and running, following all of the news articles, um, setting up the show notes. There's a lot that, that kind of goes on just to make this happen um along with jumping on and recording for any anywhere between 40 minutes and sometimes two hours. Um, so we've we've started to acknowledge at the moment in where where we are that it's it's a bit much. Um, and we've considered opening up the uh, opening up the opportunity, I guess, for for some off-air uh, support. Now, I, I I always get uncomfortable pushing this type of stuff, but we do have a Patreon um, page that we have had up pretty much live since the, the end of last year that, that we have included in the show notes um, and we generally include it on our website as well. So that Patreon is up and running. Um, and what we essentially are trying to do at the moment is look for – a person or people who may be interested and in, in, are as passionate as us to be a part of these type of conversations, sharing um, things that are happening in the sports design space in Australia or around the globe. Um, you know, we don't make any money from this. Um, we probably will never make any money from this, but you know it's it's a it's a fun thing that we like to do, and and first of all have the conversations without each other, the, the three of us, when we we all three of us do get together. Um, but also, you know, share our knowledge and insights and perspectives with people who I guess want to put up with listening to us. <laughs> um, But it is becoming a little bit harder for us to do that at the moment. And if there are others out there who do listen or you may know someone who, you know, runs a pretty successful Instagram page and, you know, wants to be a part of what we want to be a part of, then, you know, we're keen to have a chat with them and and work something out. So we've got the Patreon running uh, and we do have one subscriber there who I will shout out for us, which is Lachlan. So, uh, which I think is, uh, I'm not sure if he wants to mention who he actually is, but thank you Lachlan for subscribing. We've had a bit of a chat, um, on Instagram as well. Now the the idea is that at the start, this is just going to be a passion project. Um, you know, I don't want to be that type of person that's getting you to work for exposure or anything else like that. Um, just like, you know, the three of us do, we, we we put time into making this happen. But the idea is that anyone who subscribes to the Patreon um, will be supporting essentially this show continuing um, and not only continuing but being better than what it is. So putting funds into supporting someone to run our Instagram page, um, helping us put together show notes, Um, helping us find news articles, scheduling of guests. Um, We definitely teased early on this year that we had multiple guests line up and we do, (laughs) we do have them there. Um, But, you know, there's been, I think, three or four instances, individuals this year where we just haven't been able to find an exact date or time that works. And after a few times of trying to get them to line up, um, it does fall a little bit by the wayside. So just assistance really in any capacity that's that's possible. Um, so, yeah, feel a bit uncomfortable doing it, but, you know, I don't want to stop doing this. I know the other guys love what we've made. We want to keep doing it, but for us to keep doing it and for us to um, fulfil our desires of it being what, we want it to be, we've acknowledged that um yeah, we want to open the floor. So reach out, shoot us an email, field of design podcast at Um shoot us through a message, Field of Design Podcast on our Instagram, and look, let's chat. Let's let's see what is available to us. Anything you want to add, Nick?
1: Nah, well well said and uh... <laughs> um yeah like like you say we've been a bit slower in recent months so obviously we do need a a little bit of help with with certain things um like you say we all have day jobs and we know all our listeners do too so
0: um i think it's fair to say that you know you've done an absolutely fantastic job mate on our instagram page but none of us are really like social media type (laughs) people, right? Like we can do the graphics. (laughs) Yeah. Um so yeah, open to anything and anything and everything. If you like listening and and you're keen to help run our social page, then you know, reach out. Or if you if you I know there's a few pages out there, NRL jerseys, RL jerseys, jersey watch all those guys. If you just love collating the the news articles and the stats and you know want to help us just put together our run sheets. Um, you know, just because you like to do it, um, and we will, you know, try and support you in any and any way that we can when we're we're capable to, um, yeah. Let let us know. Nope. yeah, we want to keep doing it. So, all right. Uh, and on that, note, said
1: there, yeah, like sort of build that community. Like we we're not, you know we're in this to to build a group of people with the same passion of us as, as us. So we're not above anyone or below anyone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Give us a hand if you can.
0: Groovy. Uh, all right. We are going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, leave us a review. I've spoken to Craig. He said he's only accepting five stars from now on. So anytime you ask, it needs to be five or more, just so you know. So how many okay. stars? Uh, five. Great answer. Exactly. Love your work. <laughs> um, thank you, Nick. It's really good thank to see you. you, mate. It is. What are you wearing? You,
1: you move too far away, so it's a bit uh-huh. harder these days, but...
0: Uh, we, 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 were the, we were at, all three of us were at the Lions a couple of weeks ago. Just, well, a couple of weeks, What is it, months ago. <laughs> just by <laughs> coincidence. And it only occurred to me on the bus ride right home, she, we actually probably should have got a photo. <laughs> the three of us actually together in the same.
1: The West Coast Eagles um, game.
0: Yeah, it was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Good sorry. What, Good catch up. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what are you wearing? wearing the shit, what was it, 2021-22 Man United Awake It? Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic jersey with the sort of 92-inspired Awake It design and then kind of like peachy, salmon-y logos.
0: hmm Good polar colors.
1: It's nice when you can do that, eh? You can use some monochrome logos.
0: Need to give the NRL a call. Get, Let's have a oh, chat. Oh, on the phone. Uh, what are you working on? Anything that you can disclose?
1: Uh, nothing too interesting at the moment, just tying up all the loose ends for 24. Mm-hmm. Um, checking print files, millions of them. So I don't touch <laughs> Illustrator for many hours a day at the moment.
0: <laughs> How it's, good is uh, it being a designer?
1: Answering <laughs> emails, uh, checking some PDF files. Making sure logos are the correct measurements.
0: We should uh, go back and do an episode on that the the un the the dirty secret side of being yeah, a yeah. jersey designer. All of the non design stuff <laughs> that you've got to do. My God,
1: my yeah, constant clearing of emails while while I was away shooting people. So um, yeah. it's not all fun and games, but it is. It is all fun and games when. We love what we do, sort of thing.
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, I ventured up to Townsville a little while ago. We had a massive event up there. Yeah. Um, shout out to the guys at the Cowboys. Had a bit of a g'day to them as well. Our friend Mari. Um. Whoa, had a... nah, don't be silly, <laughs> mate. No, just a, just a friendly catch up. Um, got to see the stadium for the first time. That was It's actually a really good stadium up there. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, very nice. Um, So we had a big retail event up there that I went to doing a lot of planning for 24 at the moment. Um, A lot of behind the scenes stuff with Valor as well. Um, Just, you know, um, Queensland base related stuff that we're working on. Um, Yeah. A few exciting things with Firebirds actually, hopefully get them across the line and, and happening for the, the new year. Uh, yeah, but a lot of non-design related stuff at the moment, which is crazy. Yes.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess uh, mine's all definitely design related, but it's designs we did months ago that <laughs> need approving. So Yeah,
0: signing off on um, all the finer details. Yeah, yeah. All right, and um, on that we're note. We're
1: not far away from 25 though,
0: so
1: Ooh. couple of months and we'll be into it.
0: Alrighty. Thank you, mate. Great to see you. Yes, you too. Thank you. Catch you all. When? When? <laughs> Sometimes. Two weeks in a row, are you reckon? Okay. We'll
1: probably do next week, but then I'm off to Europe. So.
0: <laughs> Take your microphone with you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old
1: 4 a.m. wake
0: up. <laughs> uh, do you watch Hot Ones? On YouTube, do you know what that is? No, no, I don't know that. Uh, okay, never mind. So, good. there's just a funny um, what is it um, the um, that chick that played Mystique in x-men and hunger games what's her name Jennifer jennifer lawrence uh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's like eating eating the the hot sauce and she's like just getting oh those spicy, yeah, yeah. spicy stuff and she's just at this point she's like what do you what does that mean what do you what do you what do you mean what does that mean he's shaking the hot sauce bottle it's <laughs> a funny meme never mind all right Uru. see ya.